We kick off hour number two of the program. Tennessee is ranked fifth in the Kimpom now. Uh, Texas A&M is 29th. As we mentioned last segment, they are 16-2 and two in their last 18 games. After a 3-4 or four losing uh, stretch in December. A&M, uh, their go-to guy, according to these metrics, Wade Taylor. Wade Taylor. 37% from three on 169 attempts. He's a six-foot, 185-pound sophomore. He is the point guard for the Aggies. He's legit. That'll be Zakai Ziegler's matchup. Thankfully, though, he's not that big, Mm -hmm. which bodes well for Zakai. Zakai's been able to shut guys down. I mean... No, he's a good defender. Um, the rest of their starting lineup: Tyrese Radford's at the two guard, six foot two, one ninety five pound senior. Dexter Dennis, six five, two ten senior at small forward, and then the two posts are six seven and six nine. Uh, Anderson Garcia, Julius Marble, and then uh, Henry Coleman's another guy they've been rotating in a lot as well. He's a six eight, two hundred forty five pound junior. So they look like a pretty guard forward team. With those, uh, I mean, with Taylor and Radford, yeah, those are the as top far as scoring. Guys here, yeah. Taylor, Radford, then uh, Marbles next. But I don't know. Sometimes these numbers aren't. If you've got the scoring there, it might might help from the free throw line. Uh, Taylor's great. He's eighty five and a half percent. Radford seventy eight percent. Now Marbles only fifty seven percent from the line. He hasn't gone that that much. Um, from three, they don't really have many good three-point shooters outside of Taylor. They've got some guys that haven't taken that many with a decent percentage. Um, but, I mean, Taylor's 37%. Radford's 34.4%. Um, that's, that's pretty much it. And uh, Dexter Dennis will pull, pull from three, but he's only 30%. I don't know if you guys watched them play Kentucky about a month back, but Radford, he likes getting to the basket. He's a pretty effective slasher. Okay. And Wade Taylor, best point guard in the conference by my standards. Uh, they're a very guard-heavy team. Marble's good, too, down low. But the games I've watched, he's done nothing but foul. So trying to get him in some early foul trouble would be nice. Yeah. Because he can get hot. So do we like this matchup then? Can, you know, if we can, if Sakai can... Limit Taylor. I like it just due to the, due to the fact that Taylor's not that big of a guy. I mean, because obviously we've seen Zakai struggle with the Cason Wallaces, the Reeves, the Austin Reeves of the world, mm-hmm. uh, and that's kind of why I'm scared about the Arkansas matchup next week is because their guards are big and physical. Yeah. So. Yeah, Taylor leads them in scoring 15.6, then Radford 13.4, <coughs> and Coleman's third at 9.3, Marbles 9.3, and Dexter Dennis 9.1. So, pretty balanced. But Taylor and Radford, the guards, are 
who makes them go. It's very weird to me that Wade Taylor's stats are significantly better on the road than they are at home. That is strange. He averages almost two points more per game on the road. Hmm. He shoots four percentage points better from the field. Uh, just a percentage point higher from three, but he shoots 4% better from the free throw line on the road. So maybe if you got to play Wade Taylor, the fourth, you want to catch him in College Station. There you go. I just that is that just seems so rare. Yes. It, well, I mean, and typically guys have better numbers at home because you play all those cupcake exactly at home yeah. too, like over the course of the season. Now, if you look at conference stats, usually it's a little more even because mm-hmm. the the schedules balance, you know, with who you're playing. Back to the big orange allegedly phone lines. Uh, we've got Matt up next. What's up, Matt? You're on three and out. What's up, guys? Morning. I think I just saw uh, Berto on the Henley Street Bridge. Mm, yeah. Hmm. Just passed him. Just don't do it. He's looking. He hasn't jumped yet. He's looking though. Uh-huh. He's, I can't tell if he's looking at the sunrise or if he's. Looks like he might have had one foot over the edge though, boys. Trying to find him a nice deep spot. I, I might pull over. I might go back here and just uh, – I might join him, boys. I might join him. Talk him down or Thelma and Louise. It's in, up to you. Or jump in with him. <laughs> oh, oh man. Uh, what do we do with this team, guys? Would y'all feel better if if we somehow to not have one of those games we had midseason where we just lock down defense, final scores like a 52 to 72, we win by 20? Would I take that? No, not not that you would take it. That would that change your view on the offense of the team? Like we, you know, mm, no. Yeah, Did like you? that's the thing. It's I don't think it's a one game thing for me at this point. I mean, obviously, Matt, if that happened, I'd feel great. But then I'd be, you know, sitting here biting my fingernails off for the Arkansas game, thinking, "Are we going to do this again?" Yeah, like that's that's been the most frustrating thing about this team is you see their potential. And then in certain games when you least expect it, they just throw up a complete dud. Yeah, and it's it's kind of like you want them to just – I want them to see – or I'm wanting to see them get consistent now, like offensively. If This is the time they're going to have to do it. I mm. mean, God, man, if, they get, if we go into SEC play and they're still playing up and down, you know, offensively, because we know the defense is going to be solid. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're not going to let anybody fill up 90 points on us. That's impossible. I don't think they've done – I don't think anybody's scored more than 80 on us minus maybe once this year, have they? Uh, Gosh, do, have we given up 80? Missouri, right? That might be it. Once. I think that's it. I think our median average is like 70. There was some stat where if we, we hold a team under 70, we the percentages of us winning are, are pretty crazy. But it, it doesn't matter. I mean – they just got to fix this slump they're in, and the thing that sucks is it's like a majority of your players are in it. So, I, I guess maybe we've got a few games left. Maybe they can all hop out of this pretty quick. And I'm more worried about uh, Vescovy and Key than I am anybody else. I think those two guys, those are your out. That's your outside threat, and Ziegler a little bit, but Key's just, dude. I mean. How do you go, how do you score twenty three and red hot and then score one point and go zero for twelve? It's like 
No, I, Key, I, I mean, I can't figure Key out. Like, even, you know, good shooters in a slump, like, they'll hit some occasionally. The last two games for him have been really, really bad. Well, he's got it. They got to fix it. Like, he, if, if he doesn't fix his shot and they, they aren't more consistent, they're going to be out in the round of 32. Yeah. Maybe, maybe out the first round. There's just no – they won't make it. And even if they make it, they might get lucky and make it on their defensive loan. But they, they, I disagree with Berto. I don't think they'll make it past the Sweet 16 if they make it there. Because then you're playing those long, lean, talented teams that, yeah, we've beat on our resume on paper. But the problem with Barnes is is we're getting worse as the season goes on and all these other teams are getting better. Yeah, that is the baffling part. Like it really does seem like this team has regressed. I mean, again, they'll show flashes occasionally, but it just it doesn't make any sense to go this this backwards, seemingly this quick. What have we lost? Four of our last six, we've lost, and we yeah we got up to two, questioning if we could be number one, and then it's just been like a free fall since then, yeah. except for the Alabama game. And I kind of want to, I kind of in my head are like, well, we could have easily won Missouri and Vanderbilt if we just gotten a little luckier, but we could have mm. lost Auburn too. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. mean. We were yeah. that game was we played awful. So if we're just grading level of play, we we have not played well in like the last six games. You know, no, outside and of Alabama. Pa- yeah, and on paper, you know, people see that final score in that Kentucky game. They whooped our ass for four quarters. Like we got it within nine, but man, they were <laughs> they could have blew that thing wide open if they didn't screw up on their end. So we never. I don't think we were ever really in that game. It's I, I didn't know, watch man. it. <sighs> I was yeah. told I was told not to watch that game. Since January fourteenth, which was the first matchup with Kentucky, you are five and five. Oh God. Yeah, I mean not a good sign this time of year, guys. No. And Matt, I was thinking about something. I feel like like Ziegler, because he's not known as a shooter and because he's so good at getting the basket, he's the one that actually ends up with a lot of open threes. Like mm-hmm. Vescovy Vesca- always has a dude. I mean, Vesky has to shoot him from deep if he's open because yeah. the scout on him is do not let this guy shoot. And Tyreek Key is kind of the same way. Um, but Ziegler ends up with a lot of open threes. Yeah. And I feel like when Ziegler shoots 35 40% from three, Agreed. all of a sudden our offense is so much better. When he shoots 20 to 25%, that's when we really shoot. No, that's a great point. Because it is funny. You think about how hard Vescovy has to work to get a contested shot. And how many Ziegler gets that just kind of come to him, and there's nobody really within five, six, seven feet? That's a really good point. Yeah, I wonder if that's where he's like driving in, dishing, and then the, you know there's a couple of rebounds because we missed so many. Yeah, game and, no, he, and he's moving without the ball, <laughs> and everyone gets kind of distracted. And since they're not yeah, saying yeah. we have to lock on to this guy, don't let him catch you know uh, a kickback. Yeah, he gets open. No, when he what? when he knocks down, I mean, what did he hit? How many hit against Alabama? Did he hit three. He had a pretty good bit. I feel like he hit two kind of early, yeah. and it's yeah. like, all right, here kinda we go, here we going. go. Yeah, I would take three or four threes from him every game. If you could tell me right now for the rest of the season, Ziegler gets three, three threes, I'd, I'd be. Okay. Oh, I'd, I'd, I'd feel be great. Bread. I'd feel great. Yeah, which is, I don't know. I'd take three threes from Key. I don't know. I'll hang up, guys. But I, let me ask you all this because I was thinking about this yesterday when you guys were talking after I hung up. Um, Nate, I think you were the one saying that. Our 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 four and five spot or our our forwards are just atrocious. Like we're not we're not good there. Which I and I agree mm-hmm. with you. I think we're we're sustainable, but we're not going to win championships. It's not like you're you 
got ballers down low, right? Yeah, we're not we're not going to so, reach a Final Four because Cumwa's going for twenty a, a night. Right, not that not that he couldn't right. do it against one team, but it's it's not going to be ride Cumwa yeah, or Plavzic or he, he might do that in the Elite Eight, but giving you seven points combined in the first three exactly, rounds. Exactly, yeah. So if if that's the case, and I'll hang up and listen. Uh, I know you, I don't you hate when people say I'll hang up and listen, guys. No, I'll it's okay. I will hang up though. Um, what it, what is more important than for us to make for us to make a deep run? Is it going to be those guys, uh, plot our four and five, or is it going to be our guard play? See ya. Hundred percent guard play. Oh, it's going to be hundred percent. Yeah. I mean, the, I don't know if you got to listen yesterday, Hickman, but we kind of agreed our bigs are best, consistently best. Obviously, Kumwa had the great game against uh, Texas. Plavzic went off against Kentucky, but it feels like our bigs are better when the game just kind of comes to them, and when our guards are hitting shots and making plays. Yeah, I, when, we, I agree. when we try to just feed the post. First of all, we're not a very good post entry team. We do not throw very good passes to the post. The posts do not have great hands collectively. So there's a lot of tip balls, drop balls, you know, weird grabbing it in weird positions because the pass isn't great. And frankly, when they get in that position back to the basket, like if Plazic is outside five feet, he's probably not scoring. Kumwa has fallen in love with that little fadeaway jumper, and if he's not hitting it, he's going to start the game 0 of 5 because he's going to keep shooting it. I, I think our bigs are better when our guards are driving, getting it to him close, or, you know, missing close shots, and those guys clean it up. Hitting them on the duck ends, the putbacks, the screening rolls, just cleaning up the offensive glass. Yeah, like you start some action, and then because they overcommit, the post is open. But it's not a, hey, get on the block. Here's the entry. Go to work. It, mean, that, that's just, it. Doesn't work. Our bigs are better when they're going to the basket to either receive a pass, get a rebound. You know, when they have some momentum because they're just they're not very good one on one. No, like. Kumwa can like 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 we all said, you know, like he can get hot. He could get hot in the Elite Eight and go for twenty five and push you to the Final Four. Yeah, but also he could go three of fifteen in the first yep. three games of the tournament. Yep. And quick stat correction: it's six and five since the Kentucky game. Mm. I had Vescovy's stat sheets pulled up, and I forgot he. Oh yeah, he missed that game. That's right at Mississippi State. All right, more hour two optimism Tuesday edition. Back at you next. Hour two continues. Texas A&M tonight. I mean, look at it. Look at it as a glass half full. You know, we either win, which is great for us, or we lose, which is great for Buzz. You know, I mean, they need this one to get in the tournament. I don't like being the team that gets everyone else in the damn tournament. Well, I mean, we're in already. We might as well make space for another SEC brethren. You know, you got to think they're in though, right? Right now, where it stands. I think they are right now, yeah. Do you want, like, the official? Yeah. If, I mean, if you got a bracket pulled up, like, Lenardi or whoever, latest bracket. Lenardi's last one was the 17th. Friday, I think that's uh, – he had them in. Yeah, they're not uh, even – Unless in I'm the, crazy. Yeah, they're not on the last four No, yeah, they, they're at a nine in. seed, according to Lenardi. Yeah, they're, they're pretty safely in now. Mississippi State is the uh, SEC team that's first four out at the moment. Jerry Palm has him as a 10. Okay. Okay. Think about this, Playing fellas. Maryland. 
They're twenty and seven, same record as us. Mm-hmm. They, they have worse losses than we do. Sure, but we both have seven losses. They beat us just hypothetically. If they do, there's a win over number eleven ranked Tennessee. They finish the season out. I don't, I don't know who they have in between us and their final game of the season, which is Alabama. Okay. Ole Miss and Mississippi State. So two two should be wins, I guess. Mississippi yeah. State, depending uh-huh. on which version shows up. And they've been playing a little better lately. If they finish twenty four and seven with two of their final four games being to number two Alabama and number eleven Tennessee, they might crawl their way into to the top ten before it's all said and done this yeah. year. And at that point, you're looking at Mississippi or Mississippi. You're looking at A and M potentially playing like their way into seed. like a five or a four. Yeah. yeah. I mean, what? I love our Joe Lenardi bracket at the moment. <clears throat> oh, really? Yeah. I mean, I, I've heard Vermont is dangerous, but I mean, you know, it's still a 14 seed. Uh, Mia Kawa had them in the Sweet 16. Then you got uh, you get Illinois or Memphis. Mm. Then it's uh, then it's a rematch with Texas. Who I, I mean, I think it's safe to say we at least match up well with them, even though even if even though that'd be a tough game the way we're playing currently. And then the top half of the bracket, I mean, you're looking at getting catching Houston or Kansas. I mean, like, it doesn't get much easier than that. Not that it's easy, but it doesn't get much easier than that. Not Kansas. That's Kansas State. That's easy. Palm. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, that's Kansas State. What am I saying? Kansas is a one seed or or two, one. Yeah. Yeah, they're one in the East so far. Oh, sorry. Yeah, it was Kansas in the Final Four that we. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Beat to go to the final. I mean, you got Alabama and Baylor and Purdue and UCLA and you know all those teams. Are that'd all, be pretty. They're all on the other side. That'd be pretty crazy after your first. Like you know, let's say you do get past Vermont, it'd be like Memphis, mm-hmm. Texas, Texas, potentially Houston, <laughs> Kansas. I mean, these are teams that have all had a one seed. Well, not Memphis, but that's just a rivalry game. But that'd be teams that have had a one by their name at some point in the season in bracketology. And then for the Natty, it's revenge game, baby. It's Tennessee. It's Purdue. I thought you were going to say Kentucky. <laughs> Let's go. No. Purdue. Purdue. Yeah, it could be Alabama. It could be Kentucky. All the way. It's just it's going to happen for somebody. Might as well be us. I've been saying that since I could fill out a bracket, Nate. <laughs> Every year we're in, I'm like, yep, this is the year. Is the Final year. four. Going all the way. Going there. How about them Tennessee balls, huh? Going all the way this year. Uh A and M, how about some metrics? Twenty fourth best offense in the country. 40, really? Forty seventh on defense. Uh Here's a strength of against strength. Offensive rebound percentage. They are seventh in the nation. Obviously, we're very good at that as well. Oof, yikes. Free throw attempts per field goal attempts. They are third in the country. So they the are going to get to the line. Those guards are going to be attacking the basket. Uh, they don't shoot the three well. They don't particularly shoot the two well. They are good from the line, and they get to the line. And uh, that's that's how they do their damage. So, it's home game. The officiating will be a big, big storyline, big part of it. I feel like we're so inconsistent. If if you believe in any conspiracy theories, this would be uh, not a great game to to think the refs are going to be favoring Tennessee. 
Just a hunch. Yeah, the SEC they want that uh they want that final final day of the regular season showdown with AM and Bama, don't they? Yeah. I mean well, I I think what they definitely want is seven or eight teams in. I think they're at seven right now. So like if I'm Mississippi State, I'm probably thinking I might get a decent whistle down the stretch here, get a couple more wins, pad the resume. But that A and M Alabama game is an eleven AM tip out there. Oh god. Why? Why do they do that? Because they thought it'd probably be a, a nothing burger. A nothing burger. Mm. There are some big games tonight in college basketball. Quite a bit, actually. Yeah, Tennessee at A and M, a ranked matchup. Uh, that's, that's that is a good one. You also have number nine Baylor taking on fourteenth ranked Kansas State. I'm starting to wonder if the Big 12 is overrated. Mm, why? Because they just keep playing each other. And well, that's yeah, what everybody does. But, but beating it, but then like they don't really seem to drop that much in the rankings. But mm-hmm. like what? I mean, like Kansas beat Kentucky out of conference, but we hammered Kansas. We hammered Texas. Um, I mean Auburn hung around with us. I don't know. I mean. I, just feels like this happens every year where there's one conference that gets eight, nine, ten teams in, and then it's like, oh, wait, oh, yeah, they weren't that good all year. They just beat up on each other in a roundabout way that made us think that, oh, they're just, it depends on the night. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. Uh, I, I think you're wrong. I know you do. Uh, Billy just sent me the crest and with the man's. Smack Just because you two love the Big 12 doesn't mean I have to sit back and like floff it. Billy I'm... wants me to ask you, is the SEC West overrated in football? What? I actually think they were this year. The SEC East was better. So, Yeah, I agree with that. I just asked a question. I'm not saying yes. I'm just saying it's just kind of funny. Like They, they keep beating each other like – because they're all ranked, you beat one, it's like, oh, they beat a ranked team, but then they lose the next one, and it's like, oh, well, don't want to punish them too bad. It's a great conference. I guess we'll just have to wait Cre- and see. Chris, the, their, their second-worst team in their conference beat our best team by 33 points. Uh, I, I get it, but we beat the hell out of Texas our, and yeah. Kansas. We're technically the fourth seed right now, we beat – Kansas and Texas. Yeah, like I'm I'm just saying I don't know. Like I can't figure out the Big 12. I'm not saying they're bad. I'm just saying are they maybe a Texas, little overrated? Texas Tech is the best 13 loss team in the country. <laughs> they've got two top they've got two top 10 wins, I believe, and they're and they have 13 losses. I do think the Big 12 is easily the best conference. I don't but I mean Big it's easy got to get eight teams in right now. We got seven. It's easy to get like, you know, could oh, they're all. could Tennessee beat Kansas and Texas if that game if they played a Big Twelve schedule if if you if you played at Kansas State and then next week you're hosting Iowa State could you host Texas and beat them or like do it or just in, input any team you want to in the I Big don't know 12? I mean number you know, one, like, number one Alabama comes in here and we I mean I don't want to say like ran them off the gym but we we controlled the game yeah and then like, Alabama so, goes Oklahoma and gets. Pounded. Yeah, like, like is, so is Alabama, and I'm not saying the SEC is is a juggernaut at all. No, I'm not saying that at all. It's not good. It's not good. And so maybe it's just uh, all of college basketball. Like it really is one of those years where you don't know who the best team is. Like, like, like how would we say? How many teams is the Big Ten getting in right now? Uh, nine. Nine. 
Who are their nine, Brett? You got that pulled up? I just have the conference breakdown. I don't have the exact. Like, so he normally, he Purdue, normally Northwestern. Well, I just look at the bottom of the yeah, Michigan it, State's in there. Rutgers. Is Maryland? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think I saw Maryland's in there now. Uh, Wisconsin in the playing game, according to Miyakawa. Pittsburgh. Were they? No, they're ACC. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It doesn't. Indiana. Okay, I, I mean, I guess the Big Ten has been better than it seems this year. There's not a lot of talk about the Big Ten besides Purdue this year, mm-hmm. and I mean, I guess Indiana. They got Illinois, obviously, but they've had a disappointing year. As open as college basketball is this year, it just feels like we're just setting up for a Kansas repeat. Hmm. Why do you say that? Because they're always there at the end of it. Like, Kansas is one of those teams. I know they've had a couple early exits in the past decade. No, but but it seems like Bill Self gets his team ready to go in March. Yeah. It's the same way Buzz Williams teams. They always get better as the season goes on. It's what they did last year. Then they got to the SEC tournament, and if yeah. not for us, they win that thing, and they're probably going probably going on a run in March Madness, I would guess. And like if, if they're in the Final Four with the way the field's been this year, you'd be kind of crazy not to bet on Kansas. Unless they got Tennessee on the other line. Like Houston, as much love as Houston gets, I mean, they absolutely had to just survive a dogfight the other night against Memphis. Mm-hmm. I mean, Memphis is a – I mean, they're a solid team, but – I don't know. No, I just think it's super open. Yeah. Didn't we kind of do the th- same thing with college football this year where it's like, oh, my gosh, there's so many teams that can make the playoffs down the stretch here. And then it's like, ah, Georgia. There were a bunch of teams, but I think everyone looked at yeah. Georgia and said, okay, yeah. like, Of course, then we watched that Ohio State game, and it's like, wait a minute, what's going on here? But then you watch them dominate TCU. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I – do you think when when a sport like we say that a sport's wide open, we typically think you're going to get a surprise winner? But sometimes when it's wide open, then one team kind of shows that okay, we're a little better than everybody else. And this yeah, it was be, wide open, but we've been be here that, before. Yeah, yeah. no, they, the experience for Kansas would be a really big factor, I would think. Especially if you get to like second and third round, there have been some big upsets, and you start getting some teams that. Have been pretty good, but they've never been there before. Mm-hmm. You know, like especially if I don't even know who an example is, but a team who was you know favored by three, but then they beat somebody by thirty, and they start to think, "Oh my gosh, how are we doing this? This is the NCAA tournament. We're looking really good." But then Kansas shows up, and they, "Hey, we were here last year. We know how to compete. We know how to prepare." And they just no, I I, I think that's a fair fair statement by Adam. Kansas to me, like I don't know if you guys feel like this. They're the like. Most quiet blue blood basketball program there's been in the last decade. I mean, if you look at Duke, North Carolina, obviously, like even when North Carolina is not that good, they still get all the love and hype from ESPN. You know, and Duke, obviously, not so much this year, but always pulling the best of the best in terms of recruiting. Mm-hmm. Kentucky's usually pretty loud with recruiting in terms of the guys they get. Then you got Kansas, who quietly just. I mean, they're pulling five stars, but they're not pulling the Anthony Davises or the Zion Williamsons of the world, and they're always there.
I mean, it takes a special guy to go play in Lawrence, Kansas. I am kind of excited that it doesn't feel. I mean, it does feel like the bracket's going to come out. And go, oh, well, we got no shot. Mm. You know, like yeah. you're going to have a chance. Tennessee needs to to win games like this. Keep yeah. that like stay on like a three line, so you're catching some pretty winnable games early, and then who knows? Who knows what could happen after that? Yeah, it's been Jekyll and Hyde, and uh, you, you catch the right draw, the right teams. You know, make a couple shots and. This team could go far. I think any team this year could could go far. Yeah. So uh, it's a good spot to be in. We'll come back with more Hour 2 next. First things first, rest in peace, suckle fear. Eight six five five four six eighty two hundred. If you want to join us on the Big Orange Philly phone line, check out Big Orange Phillies in Halls, Maynardville Pike. They got you covered for lunch, dinner. You watch the Vols play there uh, tonight, seven o'clock on ESPN. All phone calls brought to you on the Big Orange Philly phone lines. We got Michael up next. What's up, buddy? You're on three and out. Adam, if you're out there, give me a little, give me a little box for my dogs for tonight. We got Missouri. I just, you know, the positivity train. We're just gonna keep it rolling. You know, we, we've came too far. <laughs> back down now. Um, hey, I just want to say, Tennessee fans, I said, stay positive. The positivity train is undefeated. You went one and one in the week. Honestly, you beat Alabama at home. You couldn't really ask for a better performance. You would like to beat Kentucky, but you know, rough, rough, rough's a hard place to play. Kentucky was going to be ready for that one. I think Tennessee goes 2 0 this week. And, you know, I, I would like my dogs to go 2 0 this week. I don't know what y'all think, but I think we can do it. I'm going to hang up and listen. Thanks for the call, Michael. <laughs> hey, you know, got to stay positive, right? Optimism Tuesday. Uh, one, he, sounds, one, he sounds a little bit like someone else I know. One thing we have in common with those uh, Bulldogs over there is. Just heartbreakers to Kentucky in the past week. Oh, they did get the win in the rivalry game in overtime against Ole Miss. They play. They get Missouri tonight. Yep, in the zoo. Missouri uh, is projected to win that one by one, depending so on which Missouri team shows up. It's a coin flip. Yeah, kind of a action-packed night tonight. You know, those two Big Twelve games, like Adams mentioned. You got uh, the SEC schedule. Man, I felt bad for them in that Kentucky game. Mm-hmm. I mean, they would have still had to come down and hit a shot to tie or take the lead, but to have that travel missed at that point yeah. was pretty brutal. Uh, the other SEC game tonight, Georgia at Arkansas, 9 o'clock SEC Network. I can't figure Arkansas out. I can't either. They, I watch them play sometimes, and they look incredible. Amazing, Man. yeah. And they'll just lose these games. Make no sense. They lost A and M last time out on the road, or last time they played them. They their last game they beat Florida at home pretty handily. To start league play, Mississippi State lost had lost eight out of their last nine games. They lost to Drake and then started league play against Alabama, which, as we all know, is pretty tough. Their only win in that stretch was Ole Miss, so they did take the series sweep of Ole Miss. But they have now won six of their last seven with the lone loss being a screw job. Again, it's not like they had the lead and got it taken away. They still would have had to hit the shot, but to not even get an attempt at that shot due to 
really bad officiating by Pat Adams and his crew. That was uh, that was a mm-hmm. tough one. But a good bounce back for them against Ole Miss, especially with it going to overtime. After you lose a heartbreaker like that, to be able to bounce back and take care of it in extra time is pretty good. I think Jans is pretty good. Uh, yeah, he was at New Mexico State. Boy, he got out just and in time, didn't he? Was it New Mexico State or was it just on. New Mexico? Let me look that up. Uh, because I watched him coach in the uh, tournament last year. Yeah, it was New Mexico State. They went 27-7 and last year. And then this year they had to cancel the rest of their season? Is that New Mexico State or is that just New Mexico? It's New Mexico. That's what I was asking. I, th- I think with it is the, With New the, uh, the scandal? Yeah, we haven't talked much about it. We haven't talked at all about that. I can't remember. Would you guys have taken Monday morning, last Monday morning? Last Monday morning. So I wake up on Monday morning yeah. and? You're starting the week. You're just all giddy driving to the station getting to see me. <laughs> the bundle of sunshine I always am. Boy, you, were you here last Monday? Yes. Okay. Just making... Someone says, hey, you guys want to beat Kentucky or do you want to beat Alabama? You can only have one. If Or if you were told, hey, you're going to beat Alabama, but you're going to drop one to Kentucky here on on the weekend against at Rupp, I think we would have taken it. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, you're going to beat the number one team in the country, then go on the road to Kentucky and drop one. Which I just wish we'd have played a little better against Kentucky. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you're down twenty at halftime. Yeah, that's what was so frustrating. Uh, it's the Mexico State that canceled their season. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That that's just uh, the frustrating thing too. So I'm not watching. I'm getting updates from Hickman and Julia, and I'm like, okay, it's. What was it like, nineteen to twelve or something, or you know, nineteen to eight? And I'm like, okay, at least we're we're kind of keeping it within striking distance. And then it's boom, thirty nine nineteen. It's like, oh, great. Whose updates did you like better? Well, hers were not all capitalized and laced with curse words. Yours had, yours had a little more passion, maybe. I thought they were both pretty good. Hers were a little more consistent, too. I, I did a very she, good job painting a picture. Well, she didn't want anyone fired. I said two points in six minutes, seven to two. We're going to get ran. He did say we're going to get ran, and by golly, seven we Seven points ran. in 12 minutes. Meshach has four of them. This bleep bleep can bleep bleep my bleep. There's a lot of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I ain't going to read that one because it's Optimism Tuesday. Yep, yep, yep. 19 points at the half. Down 20. L-O-L-O-L-O-L-O-L. Rick looks dumbfounded. Do you think that? Do you think he looked uh, dumbfounded? Eh. Okay. No. There were a couple of shots of him where he was just staring into oblivion. Just I feel like he could do that to anybody. I don't know. Uh Taking the positive approach today, boys. As you should. I think we joke about getting the looses out of the way, but sometimes you got to be hit in the face with just like, hey, this isn't working. We got to do something different. And you got to evolve and get better. And then hopefully that happens before, you know, it's crunch time and winter go home. We'll come back. Final segment of the hour, hour two. Did you guys see that uh, a, the Duke, a Duke, I guess, student? Yes, I did. A Louisville player, <laughs> and then print, print it off on poster board. 
and brought it to the game. <laughs> the, the message thread. Oh my! I'll God. say one thing: that Louisville player, no Riz. <laughs> we'll come back oh with boy. more three and out next. Final segment, hour number two. Hour two brought to you by the Knoxville TV Employees Credit Union, the official credit union of Three and Out. So, uh, so you guys like the the trolling from the? Duke I didn't think I didn't think like it was as good of a burn as that guy thought it was. Like, yeah. like, dude, you made a fake account and wasted a lot of time to get a print off. I don't know. I didn't. Well, it I, wasn't very like salacious either. You know, like it was. No, yeah, it was just kind of like, congrats, mm-hmm. you made a guy think you were an attractive girl, and I, I yeah, I, I didn't. Who won that game, by the way? I'm gonna Did go Duke, ahead and say Duke. I would guess. I would won. guess also that Duke won. I was just curious if anyone actually saw the. Uh, I mean, Louisville is hot though. They did beat Clemson this weekend. Duke won seventy nine sixty two. Okay. The Cardinal. You'd have thought they had they just won the Natty. Four and twenty four. Wow. But Nate, they have won. Hang on. Mhm. 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 Yep. Keep counting. Two of their last 17. All right. Hot as a pistol. Mhm. Hatfield had 9 and 5. Hey. There you go. Not bad. And they beat Clemson. How the Hey man, I thought you told me Clemson was good. Uh no, I said they have the best front court in the country arguably. How does every team he ever mentions <laughs> have the, the best, best something? something? Yeah. The best front court. The best front court? Better than Purdue. A&M has I'll the, take the one guy. I'm going to keep track of this. So A&M has the best point guard mm-hmm. in the country. Conference, not country. The best point guard in the country is Jalen Pickett. He's at Penn State. Okay. At one point it was Yuri Collins, too. Yeah. Yeah, Yuri's top three. Uh, Jalen Pickett won. Number two might go Kendrick Davis from Memphis. He's He's dirty. Uh, three, Yuri. Uh, but, I mean, you got – what's that kid's name? for? You got Hunter Tyson. He averages – let me pull the stats up really quick. I'll go to Clemson. Don't search Clemson basketball much. Uh, he averages 15 points, nine rebounds. I love how he commentates his Google searches. Then you got P.J. Hall, yeah, who averages 15 points, five rebounds. I mean, I don't think – there probably aren't many front courts in college basketball that combine for 30 points a game. All right. How are we feeling about this baseball game tonight? Uh, we should obliterate them. Did you even watch any this weekend? 
I literally told you before the show. So you watched it out of one eye while playing Madden? No, I was. it was in a tournament. I was doing so good. You were playing Madden? Yeah, but I was paying attention to the mm-hmm. baseball game. And it's not like I was playing the whole time. I had to sit, you know, wait for my next opponent. So, boom. Then I was streaming the game on my phone. Boom. Uh, my phone died in the eighth, though, so didn't catch the tail end. Of which game? The first one, oh, Friday. Okay. Uh, I'll admit I watched maybe two innings Saturday, and then Sunday you couldn't pay me to watch a, watch anything on that screen. You didn't like that feed? <laughs> no. You didn't like the one camera shot from two miles away zoomed all the way in? If I was in prison. Filmed with a VCR? If I was in prison, I wouldn't watch that game. If they said, hey, we're going to put this baseball game on for you guys. There's probably a prison close enough to that field where you'd have a better view than what they gave us probably. on the stream. From your little jail cell window, and that was that was an embarrassing production by the MLB Network. Well, it is kind of weird though, right? Because, I mean, le- legitimately, an iPhone would have a better picture. Yeah. What are they filming that on? Like, legitimately, what camera were they? I have not, I have not seen a feed that bad. It's like what, the handheld recorders from Christmas Day when you're that's, dad. No, that's back what I, that's what I said. Like a RCA VHS handheld thirty pound camcorder. It was the most ridiculous. That's the major. That's Major League Baseball. You're telling me that's what the Cubs filmed their spring training with? I don't think so, Tim. That was bad. Alabama A&M swept Alcorn State, and looks like they did it by stealing bases. Oh God! Looks like they had 18 steals in three games. Are we gonna get picked on again at catcher this year? Well, Didn't Taylor throw some? Yeah, he did. Charles, he actually Taylor's better at that. Better behind the plate and just can't hit. He's better behind the plate, not at the plate. Right. Who yeah. threw it away the ball? And was that him that threw it that away? That was him. Yes. Or was yeah. that Cal Stark that threw that ball away when the bunch? Oh, good question. He threw it up the line, or he threw it. I second just base assumed side. it was Taylor. I kind of, kind of had one eye on it at that point. Look, we're we're a young team. We're a little nervous. We had yeah. the had the nervous bugs. That Cal Stark did hit our first home run of the season. Yeah, he did. It was go. a good one. Get your looses out of the way. That was yeah. a bomb. You know, I it doesn't like, matter to the SEC they schedule said Burke anyway. Hit a bomb. I don't know where it landed because <laughs> he hit it and then that's oh the grainy video, grainy yeah. video, just dots. Oh, once it hit the bat, you couldn't see it again. But he like did his old bat. What was it? Remember the game where the wind knocked the camera out last year and you really couldn't see the ball. You just had to watch the players run around. Mm-hmm. Like when my wife used to watch hockey with me, and she wouldn't wear glasses. She's like, I can't see the puck. Just, the, just watching the guys move. That's how I can tell where it is. No, Callum just sent me a video. Taylor, Taylor's got a good, a good move to second. Okay, like good. a. So we'll be better. Like it's pretty clutch. Did he tell you if it was him or the other guy that threw it? He didn't. He I mean, Charlie Taylor. Charlie Taylor. He is a Chuck liability Taylor. at the plate. I don't think anybody will argue that. But He'll get there. I, I He'll know, get like, there. Okay, but like I've. I've never like last year when he had to step in for Evan Russell when he was MIA there for a bit. I mean, I feel like Charlie played I quite a bit last year. Late. He was really good defensively, mm-hmm. and you could argue that he was there was no drop off defensively there last year. But oh, the, I, I no, he's better than Evan defensively. Yeah, yeah, I would say no, so. he's better. But at the plate, though, but yeah, just, Evan Russell was really good at the, at the plate. I Although mean, his numbers did drop last year because I think when you're having to focus because he had to learn a new position, yeah. he had to learn how to you know catch for Frank Anderson and all those guys. So. This team's going to just have to be very different, you know. Just manufacture runs, great pitching, need to play better defense. And well, that's what, that's what surprised me. I think we all knew the home run numbers were going to take a pretty significant dip. I was surprised we didn't try to put more in play. Yeah. What game was it where we had so many going to the warning track and it's like, you know, just 
And when you struggle with the bats, when you do get on base, you can't be making base running mistakes. Well, that was a big surprise, too. The amount of base running errors, or mm-hmm. not errors, but just, just mistakes. Like sending guys that shouldn't go, I don't know, it felt like a couple times we thought we had no chance of getting thrown out, and then we kind of pull up and get tossed. I don't know. I was right about that black eye, though. <sighs> Hour three next. 